Hello and welcome to another episode of Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby and here we are with Will Harper. Will, how's it going? Doing pretty good. How about yourself, Nick? I'm doing well. It's It's been a couple weeks. It's kind of nice to get back on the mic with you. It has. Men have just different scenarios, different reasons, just life and L-I-V-I-N living. Just living <laughs> Travel and Halloween kids knocking on my door and all kind of stuff, so... Yeah, it's good to to finally be back with you. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. You know, now we've got the um, the playoff ranking frenzy that's going on right now, and everyone freaking out about that. And you know, it's getting colder and end of the year. Fancy football is almost done. You yeah, know, the regular season we got a couple of weeks left. I know we were we were talking about playoff scenarios. It's it's coming up. Um, so what? What's since it's been a few weeks, uh, we had talked about in the last episode, given like um, maybe some awards and stuff. And so we were talking before and we were thinking of just giving more of like talking about the MVP race, but also just maybe some highlights from the year a little bit. Now that we're all the way into like week, I think it's week 12 now, um, yeah. only being 17 weeks. So we're, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So, Will, what would you say has maybe been... Uh, we can start with the MVP race. Actually, let's let's start with that. Who who are some contenders for you now that we're this far into the season? I have two guys that are kind of starting to stand out and separate themselves. Um, so I'll cover one and let you cover another, and then I'll kind of give a more of a dark horse candidate too. Okay. Uh, the guy I want to talk about is Lamar Jackson. Um, coming into the season, people were expecting. They were expecting him to break out a little bit because uh, the offensive coordinator was is was with uh, Kaepernick in San Francisco and kind of helped him break out and come along. And he's known for um, kind of developing around his quarterback and yeah uh, and coaching to his skill set. And with Lamar, like he's a super gifted runner. I mean, he's a, he's a good passer, which he's proved this year, but his bread and butter far and away is his ability to run and pretty much be the fastest guy on the field, no matter who's on the field with him. Um, So to see him kind of mold into that and to see their offense just absolutely going berserk. They scored 41 this past week against the Texans. Mm -hmm. Um, And Lamar's playing fantastic football. They beat the Patriots a couple weeks ago. And just to see him kind of flourish, um, it's pretty awesome to see. Uh, a dark horse candidate I want to bring up is actually Dak Prescott. Okay. Um, he's in his he's in his contract year, and he's playing like it. <laughs> he's playing yeah. like a man who wants to get paid. Um, this past week, he had 444 passing yards to go with three touchdowns and, and no picks, and he's doing a great job. Uh, the Cowboys are 6-4. and four. So they're right there in the playoff hunt, um, especially in their division. I think they're actually leading their division right now. The NFC East is pretty weak this year. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they should make the playoffs, and, and we'll see uh, once the calendar flips to January and the playoffs start um, if he can earn his keep and, and be a, a top a top five paid quarterback, which he's trying to be, um, which he's playing like he should be right now. So those are the two guys I brought up. What about yourself? Who you got? No, I mean, I like it. I mean, you can't really have the MVP race without Lamar Jackson. I mean, 
just looking at some of his stats. So I, I, I put some stats on here of some of the top guys right now. He's thrown for 2,200 yards, 19 touchdowns, five picks, which is pretty decent for uh, offensively. I mean, the yards aren't as high as some other guys. But he also has 778 yards on the ground and six touchdowns, yeah, which is pretty baller as well. It's like, um, a, top, it's like a top seven running back. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, and obviously he's was better known as the runner. So I think the the fact that they're getting as many yards in the air as they are, um, is it, impressive. So you gotta like that. Uh, I had, uh, I mean, and and Dak Prescott just for the record too. He's thrown for 320. 3,221 yards, 21 touchdowns, nine picks, uh, 193 yards, and three touchdowns. So Lamar's got on the total touchdowns, but Dak's probably thrown for a thousand more yards already, just in in mm-hmm. comparison of those of those guys. Um, another one I, I wanted to throw out too, uh, just because he's been having a great year is Russell Wilson from yep, Seattle. That was my other my other obvious. That's your other guy. Let's talk about yeah. Yeah, I figured I, I figured you'd pick me up on it, so that's why I left yeah. it there for you. There you go. I, I I saw I saw the little bait eye you had, and I went I went for the long ball. So we're going. Um, I for me, I feel like Russell Wilson is um, probably who I would say is my is my front runner, just because um, Seattle's eight and two, which still is crazy that they're still in second place in the West because they have to play behind uh, the Forty ers So that means the Rams are in third, just as a uh, PSA that that's pretty crazy since that they made the Super Bowl last year and they're in third place. Um, but he's he's thrown for two thousand seven hundred thirty seven yards, twenty three touchdowns, two just two interceptions, has a quarterback rating of one fourteen point nine, and has run for two hundred fifty yards and three scores. So doing it on the ground a little bit, but I mean nothing compared to what Lamar's doing. But I think just the efficiency and the explosiveness and just seeing like how a couple weeks ago they, they won in San Francisco on the road in overtime. Um, oh, yeah. And I think just his consistency with seeing some of the um, little bit more explosiveness on offense, having Carson in the backfield. Um, I just feel like that's, that's who I would probably vote for at this moment. But you, I mean, you got to talk about with those other guys as well. Um I feel like those three guys are probably the the strong strong uh, front runners right now. Unless I'm just missing somebody, that feels pretty obvious. But those feel like the the strong guys right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want to throw uh, Christian McCaffrey in there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or not really. Um, I think I mean you got to talk about McCaffrey in the sense of just having a great season. Um, it, that's where it gets hard with MVP because it's starting to feel that MVP is. In, in pretty much all leagues is it's a becomes a singular position or like or I guess you can throw in the Heisman as what I'm thinking too. It's really more it's becoming more of a quarterback award. Right. So but McCaffrey is really doing it all for them right now. He's uh rushed for over a thousand yards, eleven touchdowns just on the ground. And I'm trying to find receiving stats. It's rushing. Yeah, while you're doing that, it's kind of like McCaffrey is – he's a number one type running back in fantasy and also like a number two receiver. And then Lamar Jackson is both a number – like a low-end number one quarterback just from throwing the ball and then also like a number one running back. So you're getting 
like two fantasy players in one with Lamar and McCaffrey. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty good. Um so here, okay, so I found some more stats. So again, he ran for over a thousand yards right now so far. Um on 199 attempts, 11 touchdowns. So it's an average of 5.3 per game, which is per, uh, per rush, which is pretty good. He has 59 receptions in 10 games uh, for 517 yards. It's the most highest average of his career so far. He's only got three touchdowns. But it seems pretty comparable for what he has also done. And also, he only has one fumble so far of what I'm seeing, mm-hmm. too. So... A really good year, but what also makes it hard is that it's feeling like the Panther season starting to um, sputter, so unravel a little bit. Yeah, so that's the hard part with him is I don't know if the Panthers are a playoff team right now. No, they're definitely not right now. <laughs> yeah, so that's what if makes they it. were in the AFC, probably, but the NFC is is much tougher this year. So yeah, right now, like the other, the two wild card teams ahead of them would be. The Seahawks and the Seahawks are much better than the Panthers, and then um, the Vikings. In the North, the Vikings. Yeah, and the Vikings are much better too. They just need to play in the so, NFC East, is what it is. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They might, they might have a a, a chance in the East. <laughs> but, so, I think. I mean, he. I feel like he's an honorable mention right now. But right. it'd be fun to see somebody like that win the MVP, honestly. But I don't know. If he's the the fantasy MVP right now. He's just mm-hmm. on another level. But in terms of NFL MVP, yeah, I think. So right now, you said you would have Russ. I'd probably have Lamar as of right now. Um, but, yeah, I don't think you can really go wrong with, with either one of those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, what uh, what's Is anything else really stood out to you about this year or just something that you've been wanting to talk about in the past few weeks? Yeah, so um, from a fantasy standpoint, kind of the inconsistency across the board this year, aside from so quarterbacks notwithstanding, <clears throat> excuse me, um, aside from Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas at running back and receiver, they do it every week. They might have had like one iffy game apiece. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from them, there's a lot of um, fluctuating <laughs> between really good weeks. Like people might have great week, really good week, stink it up a little bit. Like there hasn't been consistency across the board like I've seen in years past. Yeah. So like coming into the week, Michael Thomas and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were the top three like fantasy receivers on the season. Right. Michael Thomas is doing it every week. Mike Evans actually has one or two weeks where he had zero points. Like he had no catches for no yards. Yeah, that he also was had random. weeks where he's yeah, he's also had weeks where he's gone for two hundred plus yards and three touchdowns. So I mean, there's some monster performances, but you just haven't seen as much of the consistency. And a lot of it's injury too. So like uh Kamara's been out some with injury. Um with uh, Gurley. Like he's kind of the, the story coming into the season was his knee. How's it going to hold up? What's it going to be like? Mm-hmm. So this past week, he finally got a lot more play than he has been. But that inconsistency, um, yeah, so just the inconsistency across the board is something that I wasn't expecting. Um, but it's something that's played a, played a hand in this season, I think. 
Oh, for sure. And I think like, at least for me, it kind of feels like whenever you try to start somebody, like I'm like, oh, they had a good week. Like they fight, might be a, be a safe pick to start. They always had. I'm. I feel like I picked the opposite week. And maybe you just you just always remember the, the those <laughs> ones worse than the other ones. You know, I did have a quarterback who had a negative week, so that was fun. Um, oh, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> I actually had a back-to-back week. But I only uh, once, but I had a like a negative quarterback, like which you get points for just making completions. Um, so that was fun. But even it's just it's just random things like that. Um, even like Saquon, you know, Saquon mm-hmm. got hurt in the middle, which, you know. I thought he was indestructible, so I guess he will allow him a little injury. And then he had uh, a week a couple weeks ago where he only had one yard rushing. Yeah. yeah. Which, that feels very fluky, but still I think it points to what you're talking about is it does seem a little bit more – the consistent thing this year has been the inconsistency, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like you can just count on like it's going to be a little bit different. And I think it kind of shows even in our league, we were just talking about before that the records, it's, it seems that a lot of people are pretty much in the middle. Like there's a right. of like around 500 kind of teams just because it just depends on the week. Um, for sure. And I mean, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's, a, that's another big one. Um, and it never fails that there's always a little bit of outside drama too in the NFL. I mean, we don't, we don't tend to talk about as much of that kind of stuff on, on these recent episodes, but you got even just thinking about the whole uh, Antonio Brown um, thing that was going on earlier this year. Where I was trying to figure out is, is he going to play football? Is he going to become like a reality TV star? You know, I'm not really sure. He is still on my team. Uh, still says he's on a bye week. So he says he's apologized now um, to the Patriots. So, yes. Did you see the tweet? Uh, sorry for all the drama. I think that's what he said. He had he had a big tweet about it. <laughs> and I saw where someone had retweeted it and they were like, props to the guy that Antonio Brown paid to write this tweet because they did some things grammatically incorrect, but they gave it away when he left the semicolon in there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a semicolon in the tweet and like no one's going to use a semicolon in the tweet like if they're just using their... Um, here, just normal I, everyday I, jargon talking voice. So, <laughs> I thought here, it was pretty here quote, Mr. Kraft, I apologize sincerely to you and your organization. Exclamation point. All I wanted to be was an asset to the organization. Semicolon. Sorry for the bad media and the drama. Space. Exclamation point. Thank you. Sincerely, AB. Which, there's a lot of things to talk about in that, but also I just love that he said, thank you. Sincerely, AB, which he tweeted it. So we all know it's from him. Mm-hmm. And the picture yeah. is him hugging Tom Brady. So He definitely paid someone to, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So there's been that. I mean, I, I, I hope he does kind of get his life together. But I like trying to yeah, figure out he's, with him. He's much too good of a player. To... It, just, it feels like a waste Like if he, yeah. if he goes away. I mean, we've got him. We've got um, Helmet Gate with Miles Garrett. Mm, had, yes. had a rage for like three seconds and then he goes back to normal. Um, and everyone now is wondering if we need to like, uh, put pillows around our children, um, constantly, but it was really bad what he did. Um, yeah. So we've got all that kind of stuff and leads into a whole nother discussion. And then you got the Colin Kaepernick stuff for this week, how mm-hmm. he's doing the, the tryout 
but then last minute changes it to a high school 60 miles down the road and talking about uh, for the NFL to stop running type of stuff. And so, you know, just that whole thing of he still hasn't played in three years and you got the he said, she said kind of stuff. And so the NFL never fails. There's always some kind of storyline um, outside oh, yeah. of outside of the sport that, that keeps it going. So always got some drama going on. I know. I know. But we love it, so <laughs> it keeps us drawn in. They're doing their job. Oh, it definitely does. Um, uh, one more thing. So even with the 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 inconsistency, has even kind of bled over into tight end this year. So Kelsey and Ertz, while I mean Ertz really hasn't been all that great. Kelsey's been good. He had a good game on Monday yeah. Night Football. Um, but other guys have really stepped up and kind of stepped into that light like my boy Mark Andrews he's not playing but like 50% of the snaps with Lamar at in Baltimore but he's he's right up there with top tight ends in the league yeah um, so I just had to throw my boy uh Marky Mark in there for a second there you go you got his like bi-weekly mention uh. <laughs> there's nothing no. wrong with that no he's earned it he's earned it he has earned it um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, and I don't know if that's a, sh- like, just a shift in, like, the way that the NFL is starting to use tight ends, um, or it's just, it's just that some of the big players just haven't been as consistent as you would mm-hmm. want to be. Like, um, even just thinking, you know, I picked up one of the, the Houston Texans tight ends, like, they've had a couple guys where they've been pretty average and then they'll have these like crazy good weeks you know so maybe it's just Mm -hmm. that the way way people are guarding them guarding them now um and then Minshew mania speaking of gardeners uh he's nice uh, transition there you go i planned that um (laughs) he just he's he's sat and we got nick Foles, which is um interesting but anyway um yeah we can talk Minshew mania has been put on hiatus yeah, which I seasons. Yeah, which I don't. I guess I don't really blame the Jaguars because they want to see what they have in Foles. You know, they paid this money for him to come down, and he plays one game and or part of a game. You know, and and Minshew's going to be there, but right. Yeah, it wasn't a uh, Tom Brady taking over situation like in New England. Like Minshew, he did well. He had some really good games, but he didn't do anything to usurp the role from uh Foles whenever Foles is ready to come back. Yeah, no, no. Um let's see. Um any any games you wanted to talk about from this past weekend or even things just more recent? Um sure. Let's talk about the Minnesota and Denver game from this past week. So Sunday you're gonna love this. I spent the early part of Sunday afternoon at the Southern Christmas show in Ooh. Charlotte. Oh yes, yeah. I think I think I did I did see a, a an Instagram story that was an Instagram story where I was yes eating my slice of pizza and watching the game on my phone um, while at the Southern Christmas show. So yes, I was enduring that. I was I got my my husband brownie points. Um, but yeah, so I was watching the Panthers Falcons game for some unknown reason. I kept watching it. 
but they kept showing cut-ins from Minnesota and Denver. Yeah. And Denver was up. Like, they were up pretty big. Jumped out to a big lead on Minnesota, and I was like, oh, my. Like, are the Vikings really going to lose to the Broncos? Vikings ended up coming back to win, but just kind of the way that game started, it really kind of took me by surprise of, of what was going on. Yeah, they were up 20 to nothing. Yeah. I'm pulling this up. Yeah, that that is impressive. And um, that's funny, man. You really that you were dedicated to keep watching the Panthers and Falcons as. Yeah, I was watching more for the. Well, after I, I knew it was over after like halftime, um, I was mostly watching because I had Kyle Allen playing in a league. And uh-huh. I was like, all right, I need some garbage points, Kyle. And then I just kept watching him throw interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was literally uh, draining me and defeating me. Somehow, I still ended up winning in that league this week, um, and Cal Allen was actually the higher scoring quarterback in my matchup. Believe it or not, uh, the other guy played Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, while he didn't throw any picks, he also had like a hundred and something yards and no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So Cal Allen actually outscored him this week in my fantasy league. So believe it or not. <laughs> It wasn't as bad as it was uh, Sunday at 3.30 when I was watching him throw interceptions. There you go. But, yeah, yeah. But, but that game stood out to me. Um, another one uh, was the San Francisco-Arizona game okay. on Sunday afternoon. So it was a really close game, um, like super close. Arizona was winning with, like, 50 seconds left. Um and then San Francisco scores the go-ahead uh, touchdown. And then possibly uh, one of the craziest endings to a game where San Francisco actually scores a touchdown from like two – Was it? I think it was recorded as like two forced fumbles. There was a big conversation in our uh, group message about it because um, they went from like three fantasy points to 14 like in one play. Yeah. But – yeah, it was it was pretty strange, but yeah. But Arizona hung with them. Arizona's actually, I mean, their offense is, is putting it together. Our boy Kyler Murray um, and Kenyon Drake, of all people, are, are leading that team, and, and they're looking pretty good. Yeah, if they, if they can assemble any kind of defense and, you know, having consistency around them, I mean, they're, they're definitely building. You know, they're heading in the right direction out there. Yeah. You got to think that come this year's draft and this year's free agency, a lot of the focus is going to be on that defense. Oh, for excuse me, for sure. Because um, they've they've got the weapons with Christian Kirk, and then like Andy Isabella and um, some guys like that, Butler, Hakeem Butler, um, and then I don't I don't know what's going to happen with David Johnson. He looks washed. Kenny Johnson's a free agent, but. Um, Edwards, Chase Edwards, that's it. Chase Edwards is there, and he's looked good, but he's hurt now. So I don't know if Chase is going to be the, the headline back next year if they try to re-sign Drake and, or let Johnson go or try to bring him back. Yeah. I'm not sure what happens at running back next year. but I don't know. Yeah, the offense looks good. Come on, Chase. Um, he's in my taxi squad right now, so I would love right, for you, Chase. You've got him, you've got him uh, stashed out to the side right now. Oh, he's, he's stashed away, so I – would hate to see David Johnson not do so hot, but I'm prepared 
Um, <laughs> if, he's, if he's not. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are some... I mean, the big marquee game that I was kind of circled of just like wanting to pay attention to was the Ravens and the Texans, just because they kept mm-hmm. showing the highlights of Deshaun and Lamar in college and um, like the big battles they had, especially the one where the car, uh, Louisville comes to Cardinals come to Clemson and Clemson stops them on a fourth down play. And Deshaun felt like Deshaun outdueled him that game. Um, I feel like, you know, there's an opportunity for this to be like a cool back and forth. And uh, this was just not that game. <laughs> Baltimore wins 41 to 7. They don't really score anything on offense. Uh, so, and I, I think it also just goes to show like how good this Ravens de- this Ravens defense is too. Um, that they're they're ready to play. So this Ravens team is um, they look they look legit. Um, I, yeah. I think another another thing they were talking about I was just seeing on Twitter too was the the big non call on DeAndre Hopkins in the end zone. Hmm. Where it's just been a feels like a theme this year that there hasn't been a lot of uh, pi uh, pass interference overturns. Like because now that with the new rule, coaches can challenge and see if a pass interference is uh, if, if there was pass interference or if it should be called back type of thing. Because and the big thing, if you didn't know, is from last year when the Saints and Rams were playing in New Orleans. Basically, the defender for the Rams just like tackled the wide receiver for the Saints and didn't even play for the ball, hit him pretty hard, and there was no call. So there was just, this was just kind of like a reaction to to put it in place. But doesn't I don't know what you've kind of felt, but I haven't really sensed like big like big overturns of this this rule. Um, it just kind of seems like it's a big like, hey, okay, we'll go check it. Nope, it wasn't pass interference. Right. And we just kind of move on. So that was. I feel like there was a play in there that that could have been one, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like that's the rules being effective, or do you just feel like it's kind of just a a thing that we're doing? Well, I think so. It was put in because they had to do something because like the the play in the playoffs was so egregious and so obviously a pass interference that like, they had to do something. So I don't know the stats off the top of my head on the percentage of overturns this year. They have overturned some and like ended up calling the penalty or taking the penalty away. Um, but they're not doing as much as they probably should. Like I thought that was a pretty obvious pass interference. Like I don't I don't see <laughs> how they, they didn't call it as it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think so it's a judgment call. And what I've learned with judgment calls is they're going to back the referee like as many times as they, as they can. Um, yeah. The same thing happened. Like it goes back to the, the Braves game for me. This is salt in the wound still in 2012 in the, the infield flag game, with the Cardinals in the wild card game, like um, the umpire called an infield fly and the shortstop was 30 feet in the outfield. And then mm-hmm. he, turned around and the ball dropped in between them but he called an infield fly even though he was like i said 30 40 feet beyond the infield so i mean it's, it's not an infield how's an infield fly but it was a judgment call so pass interference is also in some cases a judgment call um so i think that if it's close and it's not super egregious like it was in the playoffs last year mm-hmm. 
they're going to leave it as a judgment call and, and back the referee and whatever his judgment was in that time and watching that real speed. So yeah, it's there, but it's not like super effective. I don't think. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking, I was looking up an article and I'm on SB nation right now and they're saying in the article, it says according to ESPN, the rate for getting a call reversed has hovered around 5% in 2019. It's around five percent. Five percent of the time is when it actually gets overturned, and I think you're right. It, it, they do tend to lean on very much so of the officials' judgment, which I mean, you want to to keep these officials like their their authority in place. But a five percent margin of what you're overturning, and you have to even think too that you can honestly say probably within that five percent is that there's probably a small percentage where they reverse it to the other call. And the other call is actually maybe not correct, or it just it's very gray um, that you could leave it the other way too. So, just just a thought. Um, I also start to wonder if in the future, for like judgment calls like that, like with pass interference, if they're going to make this kind of like die or something to where, say a guy's holding and like some kind of die or mark, like a temporary mark gets get put on the jersey or something, the way they can see. Kind of like you're kind of caught red-handed type of thing. Right. I don't know if that how practical that would actually be, but I don't know if there's a way to make. You would think in today's technology, there's a way to make it not as judgment judgment call. Right. But. If they're so, what I can suggest now, it'll never happen because it could possibly be every play, and you can't review every play, but. Like you have your yellow flag now. If you had like a blue flag, and they would throw a blue flag in something that was like, you know, a foul happened, mm-hmm. but you're not sure, or like you're not exactly sure if a foul happened or not, but it could be like a judgment call. So like instead of actually calling pass interference or not calling pass interference it would just be reviewed like from a completely neutral standpoint of like, okay, we got to make a call. Was it, or was it not? It, there was no call on the field. Like it wasn't one way or the other. Like we're making the first call by watching their review. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So instead of like having a basis on something, cause that's the thing is like they're right. huge thing in replay is like whatever the call on the field is. Yeah. There would be no, there would be no call stands. It would either be as confirmed or it's, like one way or the other, there would be no stands. Yeah, I'm. I think there's there's some merit to that. I don't. I don't know what it would look like practically, yeah. uh, in real life. You know, I I think that they're gonna want to keep it in the ref's hand as much as much as possible, right? Even with some of these calls, but it's it's a good thought. I I'd be curious to see how this keeps evolving. You know, as right. this change, like in baseball, they're they're trying out more and more of the computer umpires so yeah. you know there's there's thoughts about it but there there you go um let's see um just another quick game i wanted to mention which is the chargers and the chiefs uh mm. from monday night um a couple nights ago uh, i i guess just it i don't know what to make of the chargers um not wanting to make it like a negative episode but it just feels like I'm just confused by them still. Like, they're four and seven. Rivers threw four interceptions. He threw for 353 yards, but they lose once again. It's just, 
it, they're just a team this year just doesn't make sense sense to me of what their record's actually saying. Like I don't, I don't think I think they're the best four and seven team there is. But right, they it's should just not be better at, than they are. Yeah, it's just not. It, it doesn't even like feel like it looks the way it should. Um, and, the, and the Chiefs are definitely, I, I would say, probably not as good this year. At least they're not playing as well. Um, but. I mean, also interesting, Mahomes was the top rusher on that night, too. So Yeah. You know. had, like, Damian Williams went down with a rib injury. Um, McCoy came in. He's got a potential concussion. So, like, they're, they're running short on running backs. Yeah. So, not sure what they'll do next week. Um, speaking of next week, you got any games on the docket for next week next. that you're looking forward to? Um, well, let's see. Thursday night is Colts and Texans, which I feel like that's, that's always a fun matchup. It seems like a good Thursday night game, assuming yeah. that Brissett is ready to go. Uh, Listen, the, the early window on Sunday is not looking too hot. <laughs> but, however, when you get into the afternoon and then Sunday night and then um, Monday night, it starts getting a lot juicier. Yeah. Well, so like the 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 only well the best game I see on Monday in the one o'clock window is Seattle and Philadelphia. So I'll be interested yeah. to see um, your MVP Russ take on the the Eagles um, to see that. But the other game I want to mention is the Green Bay San Francisco game on Sunday Night Football. Right. So Green Bay's eight and two, San Francisco's nine and one. And we'll see um Green Bay's coming off a bye and then San Francisco they're coming off that that win against Arizona, but week before that they had their first loss against uh the Seahawks. So see what, what San Francisco and Green Bay we'll see what they have for each other. These are two of the top teams in the NFC. So yeah. this is potential like home field advantage implications in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's that's big. Yeah, you're right. Like the one o'clock window isn't as good, but when you the two games are in the four o'clock, we've got the Cowboys and Patriots as well. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not much the Titans and Jaguars, but it starting from like that one, Packers and 49ers, and then Monday night, Ravens and Rams. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this year's been a little bit more of the the bigger early game windows. And then, like, Sunday night, Monday night has been a little bit more of the, the uh, or, like, maybe this team hasn't really panned out the way we thought we did it would. And some of this is, like, you have to plan it way ahead of time. Right. Where you see how these teams are going to kind of pan out. But, I don't know. I, I think it'll be a good, it's good for me because I get to watch, I can have the opportunity to watch some of these bigger games because I have some of the bigger stuff and not um, the NFL package. But. Yeah, it's an it'll be an interesting week, that's for sure. Um, Panthers have the Saints, so I like it, and hopefully, hopefully my uh, fantasy team can finish the year strong. It's looking good for us right now. We're both guaranteed playoff spots, so it's just a matter of can we both finish first in our divisions? Yeah. I have a one game lead. You have a two game lead. Right. So you're at least guaranteed a share of first. Yeah, and and it's it's looking like if you can finish the year strong, 
that you'll you'll get first two. And the way ours is working is we have a ten team league, and the first place team we're going to do it where they they win the division and then they get a bye and then second and third place play each other, and they play in like the first round and then the winner of that would play the team that finished in first place. So it'd be nice to have the bye tonight. Mm-hmm. Worry about it. And plus, you get to hang up a banner in your house that says "Fantasy Football Division Champ." There you go. Yeah, get you a T-shirt, get all kind of stuff. I know. I mean, you just walk into work the next day, be like, "Hey, it's not a big deal. Just division champ, championship swag." Yeah. But yeah, it's looking yeah. it's looking good for us. Yeah, I like it. Well. There you are, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Will, as always, thanks for um, being on. I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I enjoyed it, too. Thanks for thanks for having me. It was good to finally get back to it. I know it's been a little while, like we said earlier, and just life happens and <laughs> get busy. But, yeah, it's good to, to get back on it. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. I know. Um, maybe one day we can do this more, more full-time and more consistently. But... Uh, Guys, thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, like the podcast, share with friends. Um, let us know uh, what you like or any topics you would want us to talk about. Um, but thanks so much for listening. And for now, we are signing off.